So glad to be right back here in this chair. And we are excited about tonight's show. Last week, uh, we did, it was Thanksgiving. It was Thanksgiving. Yeah, I was in Texas with grandbabies. And uh, you were... Watching football. Partying or yeah, I was something, watching football. right? Watching football. Yeah, I was kind of doing some of that, too. But anyway, we're glad to be right back here live, as always. And if you want to call in tonight, you can. 727-41... That's my phone number. 727-441-3000. I just had a long day, Dr. Angel. It, it, we're kind of a hot mess tonight. So we this are. This could be a fun Are you show. talking about you or me? I think we both have a little hot messness going Golly, on. Golly. I think it's just Tommy. Tommy's the one that causes all of this. You know, we try. I've been battling my microphone. Did you know yeah, this? I watched. The microphone and I have not been friends tonight, Tommy. I, I don't know what's really wrong with it, but... And I'm sorry to say you're not going to win. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't... I, it's an ongoing... It's an ongoing issue. All right. Okay. Well, so we're just going to gut up and have a great show. Yes, Dr. We are. Angel Falzone, PhD, licensed mental health counselor, and a person who has recently broken her foot again. Yes, ma'am. Man, Dr. Angel. I live life hard. Let's you just must. Say that. We ice skating again on the, no, the Olympic tryouts no. again? No. Family football game? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah right. I yeah. wish it was a good story. No, it's not even a good story. So. Wow. So you're just going to have to take it easy. So she's really a cripple tonight, so we're not sure how well she'll do on this show. (laughs) We're just going to have to see. We'll see. Anyway, uh, we've been in a series. We're going to finish it up tonight because last week we did a Thanksgiving show. And so tonight we are back to uh, finishing how to ditch the fix. Right? Yes. And if you missed any of the first three parts of this, this is part four and the final part, um, you just go to TantalkNetwork.com, go to podcasts and go to the name of this show, Go Yard, and go down and find that those, those ones you missed. Um, which actually, they, well, just to give you a clue on that, the first one was November 7th. So that look for that, and then there would be the second one and so forth yeah so how to ditch the fix part four dr angel i've enjoyed this series because i think a lot of people resort to some sort of fix in their life it doesn't have to be uh drugs or alcohol that we have talked about that in this series sure. but it can be just the way they cope and they always cope in possibly a not healthy way. Sure. You know, and anything that we do out of balance can be a problem for us. So, and that's kind of the thing with identifying a fix. It's that thing that we're using out of balance, usually. Which is why you broke your foot? Yeah, no. You were not on I balance. was not in balance on you that. Were not, you really were not ice skating this time. <clears throat> no, ma'am. Okay. 
All right, well, we got that settled. So she wasn't doing that, folks. Not sure what she was doing, but she wasn't doing that. All right, so we want to talk about the steps to ditch the fix. And we started that last two weeks ago tonight, mm-hmm. and we we have to finish that. There's a whole lot of things. And I would say, audience, if you can, grab a notebook, grab a pen, write some of this stuff down, because if you will put into use some of these practical solutions to walking around and always having to have a fix in some area of your life, you can get some 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 victory in this, right? Uh, you can get yes, some, you can get on top of this. You can. It's yes, not that can. impossible. It's not. It just takes time, work, effort, like those ugly words that we don't like to... Time, work, effort. Let's go back to what is a fix for our audience and maybe just joining us now in this series. Sure. What is a fix? A fix is a, a negative behavior, a thought process, a habit that we do to avoid emotional pain or to avoid high levels of stress or pressure or negative feelings in our life. So it's stress reliever. Yeah, we're avoiding the But a bad, bad stress reliever, yes. right? It's not like uh, going out and playing some basketball or, or taking a nice walk or a warm taking bath. Around no, the fix of those things yeah. that we're using and, and avoiding dealing with the things so we should deal with. So it's an avoidance thing, a fix, right? Yes. And so we do this, we resort to this in order to not have to cope with whatever reality is, right? Because a lot of times people do not want to face what is really bothering them, right? True. Because if they face it, if they put a name on it or a face on it or write it down in a journal, it means I got to do something about it. Right. Which is, of course, what we want to talk about tonight is doing something about it. We want to do something about it because, you know, a lot of people are very ashamed of their fixes. A lot of people who have them know that they have them in some capacity and they're embarrassed or they're ashamed or they just know it's holding them back. So there's a lot of people in this world who do resort to drugs and alcohol as the fix for if they can just quit thinking about that issue if they can get high or they can get drunk or whatever and, and there's people that get drunk every night of the week oh, right yes, yes. not just a weekend party time thing mm-hmm. right and we've we've talked about that in this series but for those that are out there and say yeah i i do have a fix i i have things that i always do or it can be certain behaviors, not necessarily like uh, drug addiction or abusing alcohol. It can be all kinds of all stuff. Mindsets. Absolutely. You want to talk about what you know, that would be? It can be? be just that negative, overall negative thinking, uh, negative self-fulfilling prophecies, uh, right. resistance to do something that I can't. Yeah. Mentality. Absolutely. It could be relationships. It can be you know, excessively doing anything from exercising excessively oh, to cleaning Oh, there's people that do that. Oh, they, yes. they get on a, on a binge and, and their answer is two hours at the gym or three hours at the gym or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so the first thing we kind of touched on this was we got to understand ourselves. And we, wanna, we have to want to change, don't you yes. think? Yes, yes. I mean, so for any of you out there who say, okay, I realize I've got fixes in my life, uh, whatever it might be. But you know what? I'm okay the way it is. What do you say to them? Well, then they're not ready to do. They're not ready to change it. You right. know, and that's the thing. We can't make that decision for someone else. No matter how much we want them to change their fix, if they are not ready to change it, it won't change. Okay, that's a good point because a lot of times we see clearly someone else's stuff. Oh, it's so easy to see everyone else's problems. It's you know our own that we're usually right. you know. 
can't I'm, uh, see. Yeah, I'm good at diagnosing you, but <laughs> anyway, no. Uh, okay, so what we have to do first of all is we got to begin to understand ourselves, right? Yes. Do you want to am- amplify on that? Because I think a lot of people don't want to face what is going on in their lives or their fix or whatever because of probably a lot of reasons, but talk about that. Sure, and understanding ourselves is kind of really looking at this fix and this habit of having a fix. Like, when did we start this habit or when did we start avoiding dealing with our negative emotions or stress? Um, how do we believe this is helping us? What does it really do? What do we think it's doing for us? Right. We want to really look at you know, what need is this really meeting? Is this, I'm using this because I don't, I'm lonely or I don't have someone I can trust that I can talk to mm-hmm. or what, what is this? What am I doing? Um, and what's a positive thing that we could use in our life to help us cope with this stress? Okay. I'm going to throw out a possibility. Is okay. this a fix for some people? That instead of, say, doing housework, um, uh, making difficult calls, or or doing whatever things that they dread, mm-hmm. that they just go to sleep. Oh, that's a big one. Don't you think it is? Yes. We don't. We haven't discussed that. It just came to me that I think a lot of people they they think that's okay. Oh, I, I'm just so tired. I got to get my rest. And so they, that's their fix. Mm-hmm. They zone out. They're just gone. You know, they're sleeping in their recliner or they're right. And they're just, they're using that to avoid or right. the binge watching the TV program or doing a task that might make them feel good, but they're doing it to avoid something else. So like right. taking on some like administrative role in a charity or an organization and taking care of that while avoiding what they need to be taking care right. of. Right, exactly. And I go back to the the example of people who can live in clutter like crazy, can live in dirt and filth and not even know where their clothes are or not have time to do laundry or whatever, but it's because... They're spending more time, say, sleeping or whatever it or is, whatever that, it is that they're right. doing because they just aren't motivated to do the things that they really need to do, right? Yes. And so what do you say to a person like that? I mean, I mean, it's one thing to say you should be doing the, this, this, and this. Another thing for people to say, yeah, I really should. For that to connect, you know what I mean? And that's and it can be a hard connection because, like we talked about, they have to realize that this isn't working for them and they have to want to do it differently. Right. So, like we said, it's so easy for a, a, others around to say, oh, my gosh, this is really unhealthy and I, I love this person and I don't want them to do this. But at the end of the day, that person has to see it. And I guess that's what I'm getting at is that we have to allow people to come to this realization for perhaps that they need to ditch a fix uh on their own i mean we can preach all day long but if they don't want to make any changes they're not going to they're not going to right they just get better at hiding it right exactly right right and so when we understand ourselves we look for that self-understanding and then we need to look at like what are our triggers like what what is a trigger so a trigger is the thing that happens right before we need to do the fix. It's okay. the thing that triggers the fix and emotion. So is it when I feel overwhelmed? Is it when I feel like somebody's upset with me? Is it when 
what's going on when i feel lonely i've been rejected nobody wants to be around me my boyfriend broke up with me blah 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 right so what's the trigger and everyone Mm -hmm. has different triggers to their fix so what what is it that makes you need to do this so what's happening right before and i'd say and i'm just throwing this out Mm -hmm. you're the phd licensed mental health counselor i am not i'm the pastor but i have seen this so often that when people uh get into a cycle of loneliness and feeling like nobody loves me everybody hates me i think i'll go eat worms concept Mm -hmm. right that it's so easy to look for a fix so they don't have to feel that and deal with that Right. And so And it can be anything besides loneliness, but I'm just right. saying that's an example, right? Sure. And they look to stop those negative feelings right. with whatever they're using as their fix. And we talked about another person can be a fix. Right. Um, it can be all anything that we're using to avoid dealing with what we really need to deal with. And so that's one of those self discovery things we need to start looking at is, you know, keeping notes like I this is the part that I like journaling or keeping some kind of record of like how often am i doing this fix like most people don't they it's so habitual they don't even realize they don't even realize how, how often. often they're doing it right i think that's an excellent idea you know because when you actually take note of when you're eating this or when you're doing you know right you know whatever, whatever it is or, whatever it is right how often is am i doing this fix like even just keeping a, a record of a tally note and just how many drinks i mean how many glasses of wine per evening whatever Mm -hmm. and why am i going to that you know right because some you know when we start to really see for ourselves like how big our fix is impacting our life it it makes us realize maybe we need to do something about it it helps us to see that it's evidence let's just take the alcohol every and we've we've talked about that a lot in this series but if you're one of those that resorts to alcohol every single evening to get through the evening to pass out so you don't have to do your laundry or or whatever uh, just because you dread getting up and going to work what's going on there that you are that you can't deal with, that you can't cope with just the ordinary things of life. And there are a lot of people who do. They use whatever their fix is to shut out just life stuff. Right. Life responsibilities. And those are really good self-reflection questions. Yeah. Like, when did I start this? You know, how often am I doing this? Um, What feelings have I associated with this fix? Okay, that's huge. That's where I think a journal is so important. So let's say you're one that you start drinking at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, mm-hmm. okay? And by 6 o'clock, you've already had two or three glasses of wine or two, two or three beers or whatever the case may be. If you're still able, and usually you can after just that much, write, what am I feeling? Why do I want to do this? Is that what I hear you exactly, suggesting? Exactly, because a lot of times people will attach the belief that this fix is bringing them something positive. Okay, Whatever that is. Like, I feel happy when I'm drinking, or I feel satisfied when I'm overeating, or I feel whatever when I'm doing whatever. Right. And so what feeling did you associate with that fix? And yeah, you need to know that in the moment. That's where keeping yourself a little log or a journal can be so helpful, because to get through it, we got to understand how we got there and why we're doing it and how it's impacting us, and so we can get back out of it. And so that's that self-discovery. a big one, this this question I ask a lot in therapy is, okay, so are there people or places that encourage your fix? Aha. Uh-huh. 
That's important to know because we have to be careful not to fall into places and people that encourage our fix if we're trying to get out of it. Yeah, exactly, if we're trying to get out of it. But there are people in a, in a lot of people's lives that if you go hang out with them, you know you're going to a bar, okay? And if your fix is drinking until you pass right. out, then that is not a real good environment for you. That would not be the place to And go. if all your friends are egging you on, let me buy you one, let me buy you one, it's only going to get worse, right? Exactly. Right. And so we need to know what those, who those people are and what those places are that encourage our fix. So your environment's is. very important. It is very important. And, and so in looking at our environment, we also need to look at, like, is there any things that I can change in my environment that will help me not need my fix? Mm-hmm. Like, so for the person that might be avoiding just life tasks, maybe they're just so overwhelmed and they don't know where to start with it. So maybe they need help of someone else kind of coming in and just helping them to make a plan right. of how to fix this. That's where a therapist comes in so handy, I think. Absolutely. Which is part, you do this with your life coaching. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the way, people, if you want an appointment with Dr. Angel, Sliding scale payment, 727-501-6557, and you are excellent at this, and you, your, your uh, patients are happy, and 727-501-6557, good results. Because I, the, from what I understand, I, you're not counseling me right now, so <laughs> I can say from what I've observed or listened to from other people that have gone to you for therapy, you do get to these root kind of questions, don't you? Absolutely. That's the only way we get through and get better. You know, so we're not here to slap a Band-Aid and make it, you know, I want you to get better. And so we have to go dig in to do that. And so thinking about your environment, because your environment is so important, is there anything that can help you not need that fix? And what is it? And, and, And it may be we have to look at some relationships in our life that might not be healthy for us, or we might have to look at things in our environment that kind of set us up to keep using that fix and see what we can change or what we can improve. So for the person who every night has an excuse to go out drinking or every night sitting there in their chair and they're drinking at home alone, whatever, this, I hear you saying this starts with first self-analysis, right? Absolutely. Understanding what's going on. And maybe even admitting to yourself and writing in a journal, I realized for the last so many months I've been drinking five nights out of seven or whatever. A self-analysis, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes, because that helps us to see how much this is controlling our life. Right. And when and how, why we're doing it, when we're doing it, what's it, what's going on. And right. so the reason why we want to look at those feelings that we associate with them, because they're faulty beliefs. Like, this fix really isn't making us happy. It's hurting us because it's keeping us from dealing with our life in some way. So we have to look at that next part is looking at that and confronting our faulty beliefs that we've attached to this fix. Okay, so we actually have to be sober when we're thinking about yes. this, yes. right? And sit down, and what beliefs do I attach to this fix? Give us an example. What could that be? Sure. Like, so for the, like for the person who maybe they have negative emotions and they go eat lots of food. Like, okay. they've attached that this food makes them feel satisfied where those negative emotions might make them feel bad and so but that food's not really making them feel satisfied because then they get indigestion and they're eating late and they feel bloated and all those things so we have to 
confront some of those faulty beliefs. Mm -hmm. And that happens in that process of understanding ourselves. You know, and one of the biggest questions I ask in therapy, I ask, what are your strengths? And most people cannot tell me their strengths. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. That's interesting. Hmm. Yes. And we need to know what why, our strengths why are. Why can't they? Why can't they tell they you their strengths? Hard, they have a hard time seeing their own strengths in themselves. Okay. So they can see their, their faults. They can mm-hmm. see the way they're messing up. And so dwelling on our mistakes, our shortcomings, can lead a lot of people straight to their fix. Right back to their fix. And then we have to change that pattern to change the cycle. So, you know, we've definitely talked about that cycle of what we think becomes what we, believe, you know, believe right. and feel and do. So we have to start on that thinking. So what are your strengths? And as people start identifying and seeing, oh, I do have a couple of strengths. Oh, my gosh. Like, those are what we can build on to get you through the fixed pattern and get you off of it. So often people don't think their strengths are t- who they truly are. No. They've convinced themselves that they have to have the bottle or they have to have this drug or, or, or it's this too difficult or, or this I gambling can't. habit yes. or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. or or sleeping around or whatever the case whatever their fix is they've convinced themselves that they have to have that right yes and you know what i like to ask i call it the magic question and i, I use it a lot i ask what would your life be like if you didn't have this fix oh whoa Whoa. And that's a great journaling thing. Like, oh so my for gosh. some people who their fix is like social media or YouTube or whatever, like, what would your life be like if you weren't spending, you know, 12 hours a week doing this fix or whatever? It's how that's why knowing how much you're doing yeah. it and the frequency can be important. What would your life be like? What would it look like? How would you know the fix was gone? Like, it gets us thinking. What you could do spending time, what you could spend your time doing. We've talked a lot about video games and Mm -hmm. social media and things like that. We've got a lot more to talk about. If you want to call in with a question or a comment, feel free to do that. 727-441-3000. In the meantime, True Colors by Cindy Lauper. Professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. 
Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. This is the Tantalk Radio Network. Love it. You, you I know, like that song. I love that song too, but that's kind of what we're talking about. It when is. We have our fix. It's hiding our, our true, true selves, colors, our right? True selves. Yes. Exactly. And it's so important that we, that's what Go Yard is all about. This. We are in our sixth year. Can you believe that? And I still remember it. I talk about it a lot. That first day I approached you at Village Inn, I think it was, and said, hey, how about I do a show with me? Oh, I can't do that. You should have heard her, Tommy. She was just a, I can't do that. I can't talk on the radio. I sure did. Look I at did. her now. I can't ever get her to shut <laughs> up. I want her to talk. No, I'm teasing. But you know what? Seriously, um, it's been really good. And we, we're we getting ready to do some events in the new year and go places and present our show. Um, it's uh, it's fun. And what are, we, what are we trying to accomplish here? And how does that apply to this topic? You know, we're really just trying to accomplish helping our listeners live that go yard life, live that hitting those home runs and life, living life and living it well, not just going through the motions, not just, you know, I call it living Groundhog Day, kind of the same thing over and being defeated in it. Oh, absolutely. And so go yard means hitting home runs. So that's why we have the baseball thing going on, besides the fact that we love baseball. But um, and we've said this many times, but when people get up, especially major league players, they get up to bat. They're not thinking about I want to strike out. I really want to strike out. I just hope I strike out because my coach is going to be really pleased with me (laughs) if I can just strike out. Exactly. Talk about that. We have so many people living life that are like that continually striking out. So we got to we got to do it differently. Striking out is yeah. not working. And what do they do, Major? They go back and they do more ball practice, practice right? right? Get Hit the batting cages. Exactly. You know, they keep working on it. And they don't beat themselves up when right. they've, you know, had a bad hit or didn't hit the ball. It's like, okay, let me correct my form. Let me correct my stance. What can I do? And like, that's really what we do on Go Yard. We're just trying to get people to make corrections in their life, right? Yes. Adjustments. Yes. And uh, so let's let's go back to this whole thing. You just asked this question. What would your life be like if you weren't doing this? Then let's say this is your fix, whatever mm-hmm. that might be. Video games, uh, social media for five hours a night, uh, whatever it is. And that's a great question for people to self-reflect on because their life would look different without that fix. Because whatever our fix is, it's taking from us. It's stealing either it's stealing time, energy, something from us. Right. You know, and so what would our life really look like? And and it's to help us visualize like the life we can have because we aren't happy in the life we have now. We're not satisfied. We want more. We're just don't believe it's possible. Right. And so, you know, and even doing an exercise like making a vision board. Of I was what just getting ready to say yes, vision board. Of what your life would look like without the fix. I use vision boards all the time because people can be very visual and that helps them to like see it, what they want their life to really look like. Um, quarterback back when I started real estate in 1992, there was a, a lady that sat at the desk beside my desk 
And she that year became centurion, which means she had sold uh, at least $5 million worth of business, right? Wow. And so um, my boss and I, uh, I asked her one day, I said, would you uh, come in here to the office and let's grab Sandy was her name. Sandy was the lady who had done that, become centurion. I said, I want to grab her centurion trophy, which is like, looks like an Oscar is what mm-hmm. they look like. And I said, <clears throat> Century 21, I said, come in here. I want you to just take a picture with me with this. And she goes, why are you doing that? And I said, because I'm going to put it right up here. And, and I put it right. I saw it all the time when I was on the phone. Put it up there. It was like three years later, and I was centurion several years in a row. But I think that contributed and, and a vision board of seeing what my life, I wanted my life to be different. I wanted to have a house or own a house or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And that and that is a very powerful tool to use. Right. And it can help us with focus and vision and success too and so those are great things to do when we're trying to get break this negative so you gotta you gotta see you gotta see what you could be right right? we have to see beyond where everything is in the moment and get past that because a lot of times that's where people struggle is they don't see the hope they don't see that there is a life beyond this yeah and what do you say to those people out there in radio land that say this seems too hard i i don't want to make that kind of an effort i i'm okay i'm all right I'm not thrilled with my life, but I'm okay. What do you say to them? Well, you know, what I say is if you are not living your best life and you know you're not, then I would say go get professional help if you feel like you don't know how to do this for yourself. Because there are so, you know, great therapists can help be your roadmap through this process and get you over to that other side and give you those steps. Because it can feel overwhelming. It can feel overwhelming. Absolutely. So, but yes. there is hope, you know, there is hope because we've seen a lot of people uh, in your practice and in the ministry that we have absolutely change and become more what they want their life to look like. Yes, I know. In fact, I was just at a business meeting today and was having a discussion where I just discharged a bunch of patients because they're better and they're doing their, they oh, met wow. their goals and they're doing great. That's what I want to see happen. Yes. So yes. that's that's the great thing about the process. It works. It does work, but the person has to be engaged. But they have to work it. Yes. Right? They have to work it. And that's the key to everything in life. Sure. Success. You know, you can have a gym membership, but if you're not going and doing the classes or getting on the mm-hmm. machines, it's not going to help you get in shape. Same thing with this. Yeah. So, you got to make a plan to be successful. You don't sure you? do. And and that means actually visualizing like we just been talking about what your life could look like differently, right? Mm-hmm. And then actually make a plan to get there. Talk to us about that and why is that important? And why not just like do it by, from the seat of your pants? You know what I mean? Just like, eh, well, whatever happens, happens. That's all right. If I get that, okay. If I don't, it's not well, like that, is it? It is not like that. And research tells us that what we make plans for is more likely to happen. So when we're talking about making a plan, it's not just, oh, I plan on doing this someday. It's like I am sitting down and writing a bona fide plan. Like, okay, this is where having all that research that we did in self-understanding can help us with our plan because now I know maybe I, you know, smoke 20 packs of cigarettes a a week or I drink X amount of drinks or I eat X amount of food or whatever it is we're doing, then we can make that plan that's realistic for us. So we're not going to go from 100 to zero in, you know, two weeks. Like, we can either make a plan to step it down gradually for yeah, ourselves. Yeah, that's good. 
I was just thinking about going from high school to college. You remember mm-hmm. that step, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting at Ball State University in Muncie, Indiana, and I was a freshman in pre-med in college and sitting there in some of these very difficult science classes and and sitting there and, and they at the beginning of these classes, it wasn't like high school at all. They gave you a syllabus, or they said, okay, you're going to have to do this. We're going to cover this much in this book, or or some of the other classes. You're going to have to write two papers, you know, and or whatever. And, like, whoa, really? You know, and it, I remember, do you remember that feeling? of thinking like, Oh, yeah. my gosh, how can I possibly get all that done? Because i got three other classes that are going to demand all of yes, this, right? And, you know, and it always just so happened that everyone threw, you know, papers were always due within the same week for yeah, every class. Everything, and, and you had to plan ahead. It does, and that planning, and that's where, you know, I teach college success. It's the same thing. It's making that plan. You teach it's, college success. That's I another do, thing you teach. I do teach college success for uh, college students to help them become successful because it is so overwhelming. It is overwhelming. And that's where your plan is so important. That's where understanding those triggers because we're going to plan for those triggers. If we don't plan for them, then we're going to fall back into that pattern. Right. You know, we're going to make, here's what we can do. And then even we make a plan B to the plan of, okay, so if something goes wrong with my one, you know, one or two supports, what else could we do? Because that helps us with success. Okay, so back to your point of who you surround yourself with, and let's Mm -hmm. use the college uh, metaphor. Okay. Because uh, one of my children, um, two were very dedicated. One was uh, very much a partier, entered college, and uh, even though all this was set out, and even though we had discussed all this in advance, uh, anytime somebody said, let's go do this, she went. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go do that, and and let's all go, and let's let's ha- you know, let's invite. Every, you know, didn't matter. They had a test the next day or in whatever class, right? Mm-hmm. And so that led to failure, not success. Sure. Right. Uh, and and it was predictable from the outside looking in, but so often the person that this is happening to thinks it's okay. I got tomorrow. Exactly. And, you know, that's the biggest, one of the biggest lies we tell ourselves is we have tomorrow because tomorrow really never comes. Right. We just keep pushing it and pushing it until it's overdue or we just don't do it or Or we're so behind. Right. And so having that plan means we have a bona fide, it's a timestamp plan. So we might take our fixes in stages. So depending on what it is and how often we're doing it, we might say, okay, you know, let's just... I don't know. Let's just use smoking, for example. Okay, I smoke a pack a day. Well, okay, well, by the end of the month, I want to maybe smoke half a pack a day. Sure. And that's a timestamp. I'm going to give myself 30 days. Oh, that's a good idea. See what I'm saying? And then at 30 days, we rewrite that plan to take it. You know, so we're not going from, we have to learn coping skills. We can't just take something away. We have to replace it. There's a great ad on TV about that, Chantix, right? Yes, there is. With a turkey. And and the turkey does not quit in one day. He does not. But have you ever heard all the side effects from that stuff? Oh no, I'm not. I'm not giving that an endorsement. I have no idea what the stuff is. I laugh as I hear that because I'm like, well, you won't smoke, but you might do all these other really bad things to your body. But no, at the end of the day, is having that plan. It's a plan. That's really what we're talking about, right? Yes. And keeping that goal up here, just like I kept that picture in on my desk on a little little uh, cork board for years. Sure. 
I still have it. Right. And so that vision in front of you, what your life is going to look like right. without this fix, right. is that thing that motivates you to keep working on it. Yeah. And yeah. to keep working towards your plan. And every time you have a success towards that plan, you, you can like, you can treat yourself. Exactly. Right. You want to. You want to set little goals and you want to have rewards because that helps you stay motivated. The longer it takes us to do a goal, the more likely we aren't to accomplish it. So when you're doing this, I want people to stick with very short term goals, like nothing more than 30 days because really we can re up. Okay. A goal. Let's talk about that. Sure. Let's talk about that because I think a lot of people look at their situation. They go, it's going to take me years to get on track with this. And so they just forget. And they quit because they give up because it seems too Or somebody that says, I need to lose 100 pounds. Well, that's not that low. That's just a recipe for disaster. It is. I need to lose 10 pounds, right? Right. Do so let's start with, okay, let's 30 day, Let's do five pounds this month. That's right. Right. That's in 30 days. And we can keep up in those goals as we meet those right. goals. And with success comes more motivation. Right. It does. So that sets us up to be successful. You know, we're changing our habits. It's a, We're forming new repetition. Right. And that becomes more automatic for us. So the more we're not doing that, it's a success. Every right. time we were triggered and we didn't go to that fix, that was a success. Even if, okay, we had a goal not to, you know, we have a few failures, which we will fail in the process. Nobody's perfect. And we need to know that we will have those moments where we revert back. But focus on the times you did get through it without right. it. Exactly. Right. So maybe I was triggered 20 times a day. And out of those 20 times, I only had seven cigarettes. Well, that was a lot better than where I was before. Exactly. So we have to look at that. Exactly. And I, when we're really trying to work on this and ditch the fix, uh, the word accountability comes to me. You want to talk about that? Because why is that important? Why can't we just do this on our own? Hey, I'm going to do that. I'm going to quit this. I'm going to do that. Whatever. Well, most people cannot th do this on their own. There are a few people that are just... I don't know, I call them persevere enough that they, they can. Focus, focus. They're just hyper-focused. But most people need some kind of accountability. And if that's another per if that's another person asking them, like, how are you doing? How's it going? Or just having someone that they can talk through it with, right. that makes them more likely to be successful. In AA and NA, they have sponsors. Yes. And they're required. Right. They have to have a sponsor. Why do they have to have a sponsor? And what is a sponsor? A sponsor is just somebody else further down that journey of sobriety. And they're all on that journey together. And it's somebody that, first of all, that they can be honest with about right. what's going on. Because, you know, if you trick your accountability and you lie to accountability, it's not accountability. Right. You know, and so it's you need someone who's trustworthy, someone who cares, that wants to encourage you. So right. who won't shame you when you've had a couple bad days or a bad moment or it's somebody that's okay. Let's keep going. Let's get that's back right. on again. Get back on track. Because most people, when they have that bad moment, that's it. They quit. I can't do it. It's too hard. Well, life happens. We're going to have moments that are just more difficult for us. So that accountability person is somebody who's willing to confront us. Somebody who's willing to love and encourage oh, us. Oh, that's huge. Somebody that's willing to confront you. Yeah. I well, mean, seriously, that's yeah. very important. Yes, we need that person that's going to call us out and say, "Okay, hold on. You're not working your plan or hang on. Maybe we need to modify that." Do you do that with your that. clients? Yes, I do. Is that why they always throw rotten tomatoes <laughs> at your office door? You're so funny I tonight. I know, but seriously, I do. do you hold them accountable? I do. And my one of my number one speeches in their first session is we I don't work in lies. So, once I if we're going to have lies, there's no reason to come to counseling. Like right. if we can't be truthful here, we're not doing anything. Right. 
And so I call out those inconsistencies or those uh, lies, so to speak, um, because you have to. And that's what holding someone accountable is. We're holding them accountable to their own plan. Right, to their plan. And and they're the ones that makes their plan, right? And they make their plan. You don't make it for them. And they can change their plan at any time. right. So maybe the support they thought would help help was not helping. Well, let's get rid of that and put something else in its place and try that. Right, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And there, I remember, well, my youngest son decided instead of pre-med, he wanted to do uh, law and uh, economics and all that. And that was his niche. And so he changed and he accepted himself that he wasn't going to be what his dad wanted him to be. He was going to be what he what was good for him. Right. He's changed everything. But his happiness factor, he was no longer depressed. He was he was on his path. It was his path yes. versus what his dad Someone wanted. else's path. Someone right. else's path. And I think a lot of times that's what we do, right? We get on somebody else's expectations, don't we? We do. And especially when we have people in our life that say maybe they've struggled with some of the same fixes we do and they got out and this is how they did it. That roadmap might have worked for them, but it, it may, may not, not work be for your us. roadmap at all. And as parents, we got to be very careful with that. Yes, we do. And we, as grandparents, yeah. yes, we do. And there, it's an individual thing, and so that's where having that accountability helps us to stay. It on does, track. yeah, very much so. And the people you surround yourself with, how important is that, Dr. Angel, yeah. when you're talking about ditching a fix? Social change is super important because if we are su- surrounding ourselves with people that encourage the fix, we're going to fall back. Or they're doing that fix, we're going to keep falling back into it. We have to change those people. And that includes being around encouraging people and supportive people and people who you yeah. know, think good things about us. Um, getting, you know taking breaks from unhealthy relationships. I'm not saying that we have to like cut these people out of our lives, but maybe we need to take a break from things mm-hmm. that are causing us that extra stress while we're working on ourselves. Give an example. Well, like, so if we want to quit our fix, whatever it is, maybe we have an unhealthy relationship with a parent or a sibling or one of our kids. So maybe we need to kind of say, hey, let's just take a break for a little bit and you work on you. And it doesn't mean we're mad at each other. It just means I'm working on me and I need a little bit of a break. Right. So when you work on you, that's what this whole series is about, right? Yes. Ditching the fix, the thing that is propping you up instead of making you better. Yeah, the crutches that you the use. The crutch. Like, I'm literally using crutches and right now. And you are literally <laughs> using crutches. And let me tell you, they are painful. I just want to say. But those are, so are our fixes. Like, yeah. my arms are so sore from, from the crutches. crutches. Yeah. But our fixes are painful. We just... We haven't recognized that yet. Right. Well, and to the person who says, well, what's painful about my fix? I mean, that they don't understand that it can be painful. Sure, and it can be hurting our health. It can be taking time away that we could be spending with people that we love or care about or working on our dreams or our other goals or like it's taking something from us. Mm Mm-hmm. So social changes, talk to me about that. And how does that impact this whole topic of ditching the fix? That's really important. So if you have this fix, being with people who are encouraging will help you be successful. If you think you can continue hanging out with people that are, A, doing this fix or don't see a problem with your fix, you're going to just, when it gets tough, you're going to go make excuses you're and gonna fall go back, right back. You're going to go back to it, right? You have to distance from those unhealthy relationships. And so, and you need to be making new relationships with people who are encouraging. So if you don't have people who are encouraging, then it's time to kind of step outside our comfort zone and 
Join a support find, group. Yeah, or find something. Find, go, you know, there's lots of places. Because so so often people stay in their fix because the people right around them are like, oh, you're always, you always say you're going to change that. You're never going to change that. You know, they're, exactly. they're very non-supportive. They are. They can be very non-supportive. Yeah. And these can be relatives. They can be relatives, spouses, children, siblings, friends. It doesn't, co-workers, like, they can be anybody. Right. So you have to kind of look at those relationships. So how important is social change in ditching the fix, Dr. Angel? I think it's one of the keys. Do you? Yeah, I really, I have not personally in my course of therapy ever had someone successfully work through a fix without making some social change. Oh, that's huge. So they've had to they've had make to some make adjustments. Some changes, yes. Right. Whatever that means, whether it's quit hanging out with this one or quit going every night with that person or whatever. Or changing how they hang out with somebody. So instead of like the person that they go hang out at the bar and play pool, well, okay, maybe we're going to, you know, go to the movies instead or a place where there's not the alcohol or not whatever it is that they were doing before. They have to make changes. Right. So in order to ditch the fix, you got to make changes. Yes. You got to, you got to be self-aware we've been talking about that tonight Mm -hmm. you've got to be accountable to somebody right Mm -hmm. or yourself but you have to have a plan but don't you think that it's not enough to be accountable just to yourself you know for most people and i mean like 98 percent of the people so most people fall in this category they need an accountability partner there's a very small why is that it helps to keep them focused okay it helps to keep them on track for their goals. It helps. An accountability partner is going to encourage. They're going to support. They're going to, you know, right. guide you kind of on your own journey here. Right. So most people do need that that help. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's why they're great. That doesn't mean you're weak. Not at all. It means you're human. I mean, it's very rare that I've ever seen someone not need some kind of accountability working through wow. a fix. Okay. I, I just want you, I know we're winding down, but. Falling forward. Talk, talk to me about that. You made a note about that. I, I did, and that's what really that important mean? part. So most people quit when they experience their first fall. They okay. get discouraged. They start judging themselves. They feel like it's impossible. I can't do this. Like all that negative talk happens. So, And mistakes don't diminish our progress if we use them to fall forward. So we learn from it. Like what happened was maybe my support not in place for me? Was it not available for me? Was it not working for me? It gives us, that's falling forward when I can take my mistake and say, okay, what went wrong? We're going to kind of process it after the fact, what went wrong and how did this happen? And what can I do to not let that happen again? Right. Which is huge. I mean, that's like being very, very self-aware back to that. It is being self-aware. And realizing and and journaling or whatever it takes to to realize what it is you're doing that's causing you to fall. Right. And thinking of, okay, if I get in this same situation again, what could I do to make it different? Mm -hmm. So you're setting yourself up with that mental plan of success. Right. So you learn from when we fall and people are going to life happens. You're going to get overwhelmed one day and just pick up that fix or because it's so it's habitual. It's part of your automatic brain function is we have to change that. Right. So it's easy to fall back into that. And right. So 
that's the most important time to not quit. It's that's the time you pick up the phone and you call your accountability partner and you're like, hey, this is what happened and this is what I did and I might feel bad about myself, but they're there to encourage oh, and absolutely. talk you through it. And you got to visualize yourself succeeding the next time that yes. temptation comes up, right? Yes, or whatever. Maybe, you know, you had a lot of stress at work or maybe something went off or and you just see yourself have... handling it different. Right. And you handling see it, it successfully. You got about three minutes to wrap this up and tell everything you want to say about this topic, Dr. Angel, and why we've done this four-part series on how to ditch the fix. Well, I see this series has been, I think there's a lot of people who struggle with fixes in their mm -hmm. life, and a lot of I times they don't realize what it's doing to their lives or how it's holding them back. Right. And a lot of times people feel like it's just who they are or who their family was or they were born this way. I hear those things all the time. All the time. But they, we each hold the power over our fixes. Mm -hmm. You know, and if we are going to sit and believe the lie that I'm just like this because this is how it always is or this is what my family is or this is my personality, then we're living a lie of defeat and we don't have to live Absolutely. that lie. And so that's why we decided to do this show is to help people. You can't live go yard. You can't hit those home runs holding on to these the these same things, things in our lives. these crutches, right? Yeah. And there's going to be a day when you don't, when your foot is healed again, right? And you're not going to have your crutch. and I'm not going to be walking around with crutches. Can you see yourself Absolutely. that way? In fact, I'm I'm taking the knee cart out of the garage tonight because I'm done with those crutches and I'm moving on to the knee cart. The knee cart because okay. it'll get me places faster, you know. Okay. So I don't want to be held back, you know. It takes right five trips to get to the car just for me right now because I can carry only one thing at a time and you know so that's what those fixes are doing are holding us back and when we really realize what they're stealing from us like right. we should start getting angry about it and mm -hmm. wanting it to go away well we got it we almost have to get that way if we're going to make a change in yeah. life a, a, a monumental change that you can look back and say yeah I quit this or I did that wow I, there's just there's just so much here for us to explore, I think, with our listeners. If they just take time to listen to these shows and go over it and really work on it. And work on it. And if they if it looks too big or if it looks too overwhelming, it's okay. Get help. Like, there right. are help. There could be people in your life. You can get professional help. But there are, there is help out there to get. Yeah, there and really you is. You can get through this. Exactly. So, um, ditching the fix. It's not an impossibility. Not at all. It, it re does require some determination, I believe. It does. It requires work, determination. Yeah. It, it's kind of looking at ourselves in a, in a different way. Right. You know, but we're better for it. And, and if you just happen to tune in or you've been listening to this series and you're not sure what it is you would need, what your fix is, it'll come to you. You'll you'll see it. You'll see a pattern in your life, right? Yes. And it's that thing that you do. Nobody has to tell you this. It's, no. You're going to know, right? You know it's the thing you do when you're stressed or overwhelmed or have all this negative stuff happening in your life. It's what you pick up. Right. Whatever is. that is. Or don't. Maybe the, like we talked about, the oversleeping or the over TV. It's whatever we're doing. And it's robbing our life. Right. And it's holding us back. We can't realize our dreams and move into our goals while we're kind of being on these crutches of our fix. Right. Exactly. So it's worth a change. It's so worth the change. <laughs> Yes, it is worth a change, and we certainly advise you to do that. Tune in again next week. 
Um, and we're next week we're going to talk about developing peace in our lives. All right. And um, I think that that's an important part of all of this because when you are, it's kind of a good segue because really when you are deep into your fix or whatever and feeling bad about yourself, you got to get to that place where you can be at peace. Yes, and the more peace we have, the less likely we are to need our fix, and the easier and it is to get away. And that all flows together yes, just perfectly. So, uh, some sum up comment. You got about one minute for a sum up comment. So, a sum up comment for our listeners. I, I hope that our listeners, if you haven't heard all four of the series, you need to go back and listen to them, take notes, and really do this stuff because this is practical tools to get you through. And get you on the other side. Absolutely. You can go to YouTube slash Tantalk Radio slash Go Yard and then look down for the dates because that's we are always on YouTube now also. YouTube slash uh, Tantalk Radio. It's different than the podcast here. The podcast here is the website TantalkNetwork.com. But YouTube is, one more time, YouTube slash Tan Talk Radio slash Go Yard, and you'll find the shows there. So we look forward to uh, talking to you next week. Yes, and, we do. and who are you anyway? I'm Dr. Angel. Are you sure? I sure am. Are you? Really? PhD, licensed mental health counselor. I'm Mama Mac, and we are Go Yard, and we will see you next week. Have a great week. Good night. WTAN, Clearwater, FM 106.1, WDCF, Dade City, FM 102.3, WZHR, Zephyr Hills, FM 104.3. Listen.